Continue our discussion of the Kaliyanaga Leela. And uh, last night we heard a little bit about the chronological order. Um, I think suffice to say that um, Jiva Goswami has deferred to the Harivamas Purana with regard to chronology. Hmm? And um, we also heard about uh, then the uh, ecstatic basis of the story being narrated out of chronological order, Sukadeva's ecstasy, that is, and the feelings to some extent that he had. Uh, with regard to how this event affected all of the Vrajapasis. Very, very extremely traumatic event, and, and an event, heroic event, of, of course, on Krishna's part, where in his hero heroism and his uh, victories seemed to be in question, and this then, at the same time, as we mentioned, an event, heroic event, that everyone got to witness, as we're here, whereas previously that was not the case. <laughs> Although Krishna's young friends had uh, considerable experience of his heroism, it wasn't taken seriously by, by everyone. <clears throat> and so, Sugadev, nonetheless, uh, it was somewhat he was hesitant uh, just to retell the story himself, how it might affect him, but also with regard to his student, Brigitte Marsh, how it might affect him. Um, I think he was projecting a little bit more than um, um, what might have been the case for Brigitte Maharaj, who's uh, understood to be a Dasya Bhakta. But uh, despite that uh, concern, nonetheless, he felt he had to narrate, um, at least in brief, the Leela, because it is a prominent Boganda Leela and one in which Balaram's um, influence is considerable, as it is in general with the boyhood Leelas of Krishna. So it's an important Leela, and again, it covers two chapters and uh, and about 10, 12 verses. 10, 12 verses from the end of the 15th chapter and then the 16th chapter, and then the narrative is there. And then at the end of it, Brikshit Marsh asks further, he wants to know the background. How did this happen in the first place? How did Kalia end up in the lake and so forth? So uh, that's then the, uh, the 17th chapter, so two and two plus chapters. Um, in our narrative, we will go to the extended history first. Hmm? And for that, we uh, 
refer to the, as it might be called, the mythohistorical record, which means to say a record that's not of, of events, that's not historically um, verifiable or, or true from historical point of view, as if that were the only way of determining what's true, which, of course, it's not, <laughs> fortunately. Um, and um, so the, the Puranic story and the Vedas themselves, Puranas are, of course, an extension of the Veda. In Jiva Goswami's estimation, they Purana, they, 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 they complete the more um, cryptic uh, statements of the Upanishads explaining their implications through in a narrative form. It's said that the Vedas speak like a king, do this, do that, no questions asked. And the Puranas speak like a friend, like let me tell you a story, and through the story um, I convey a, a point, a moral, um, and so forth. Of course, the Bhagavatam is said, uh, then, then the Kavya, the poetic literature is said to speak like a, uh, like a lover. We find, as you can imagine, all three voices in the, uh, in the Srimad Bhagavatam. It describes itself, as I think we mentioned last night and I've quoted many times, um, uh, it describes itself as, as a Ras Shastra, so that means it would have a romantic voice. Uh, the text itself, however, also uh, d- described itself as Shruti Sarva Mekam. So the essence of the Shruti, so there's the voice of the Upanishad, must be there, and there are some certainly some Upanishadic um, verses, um, Upanishadic-like verses, and it's of course it general genre is is, is the Purana and um, the principal narrative, of course, comes in the tenth canto where we are now. Um, so, at any rate, drawing from the sacred literature, we learn about the extraordinary figure, Garuda, Sri Garuda Dev Kijai. Garuda is a, like, what you call zoomorphic, half man, half eagle, hmm? something like that. Hmm? And, um, Um, he's uh, said to be the, the son of one uh, Vinata whose sister was Kradu, Kadru, Kadru, excuse me, Kadru. And Kadru is the is the mother of the Naga race. This is a huge, uh, a large, I should say, uh, feature of the sacred text, the Naga people. Mm-hmm. Um kind of like from the underworld uh, um, of sorts, thought to be able to turn into serpents and humans and back and forth and so forth, the Naga people. Um, there are some famous Nagas that you will uh, uh, relate to if I mention their name. Vasuki is a famous Naga. Um, Ananta Seish is a famous Naga. Kaliya is a famous Naga. 
Um, who else? There are others. Vasuki. You know who Vasuki is? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was, I think, the, the gods and the demons churned them under a mountain with Vasuki. So these Nagas turn up um, quite a bit uh, in, the, in, in the literature. And um, they're thought to be, especially the, the, the women, um, Nagas are extremely beautiful, as it turns out. Um, but uh, Garuda was a half-brother of so many Nagas, um, because his, his, uh, uh, both Kadru and Vinatu were uh, wives of Kashyapa. And through uh, Kadru, the Naga race came into being, and Garuda was in, I guess, the bird race <laughs> of sorts. Um, and uh, as it turned out, uh, turns out according to the literature, uh, Kadru, by some trickery, uh, was able to um, subordinate. Uh, her sister to herself, and as a result, the offspring, Garuda, was often abused by the Nagas, who were his half half brothers. So he grew up with a little bit of a psychological issue um, concerning the Nagas, and uh, he was nonetheless uh, Vaishnav in nature, and with the blessing of Vishnu, he got to make nagas or snakes uh, his principal diet. <laughs> so um, the name Garuda uh, is derived from the Sanskrit uh, verbal root uh, gri, which uh, it means to, to speak. So in the Veda, Garuda is identified with um, mantra, with uh, um, sacrifice, um, sounds, rhythms, and uh, and the atma, which is to be sacrificed. Ultimately, we are meant to sacrifice ourself, and um, of course, he's also identified as the carrier of Vishnu really of Krishna in Dwarka where he often manifests uh, forearms so you can kind of get the idea the eagle is probably you know the most thought to be the most noble bird high flying and uh, and so forth and um, that man could fly high the Atma the human Atma can fly high in, in the sky of possibilities, prospects, hmm? um, as a servant of Vishnu hmm, is kind of the, the, the idea. So he's a very uh, important character and shows up in, in different texts, say in the Veda, in different Puranas, a Garuda Purana. Hmm? Famous verse from the Garuda Purana, Purana that Mahaprabhu uh, invoked to establish that, uh, among other things, that the Bhagavatam, it's a glorification of the Bhagavatam, that the Bhagavatam is a, is a natural commentary on Vedanta Sutra. 
that it that is a commentary on the Gayatri Mantra. It's the Samaveda of the Vedas, of the, of the Puranas, and so on and so forth. Uh, so it's a Sattvic Purana, Vaishnava Purana. Mm-hmm. Um, and in uh, the Gaudiya Vaishnava uh, literature, then we find that uh, Garuda is identified by Jiva Goswami in, I think, his Bhagavad Sandarbha, or maybe Paramatma Sandarbha, excuse me, probably the Paramatma Sandarbha, as a Nityasiddha Tathasta Jiva. We were speaking the other night about the Tathasta Jiva and how it's Atma, the Atma, the Jiva Atma is not subject to transformation. Transformation, in this case, referring to the transformations that material things undergo, hmm? right? While at the same time, it was um, subject to ingress and influence from the Sarup Shakti. And we differentiated between that and the idea of a transformation. We should also mention, and it comes to my mind at the moment, of course, that the Tasta, mean, the very meaning of the Tasta is that it can reside on either side of the divide between the material and the spiritual. And so though it doesn't become material, it doesn't integrate with material nature, it can be influenced by material nature. And so material personality arises and so forth. And similarly, without um, a transformation, so to speak, we can think of it like this also, it can be influenced by the Swarup Shakti and as a result uh, participate in the world of the Swarup Shakti, which exists only for the pleasure of Bhagavan. Hmm? Get a spiritual personality and form, a very form of Prem, that it might uh, fully... uh, uh, be facilitated in terms of expressing itself. So, we know that there are nityabuddha jivas. We we know that we know we know that there that we exist. We know that. We seem to know that. Subjectively, we function as if we're pretty sure about that. Hmm? Everybody else may not be as sure as, as we are about that, but about themselves, they are, and. Um, and we know that uh, at the same time there's a struggle to exist with with the our subjective experience that we exist is at the same time in conflict with our perception that the objective world threatens our uh, existence. <clears throat> so those are some of the facts, right? And... Um, With, the, uh, with good association and help of the sacred scripture, sacred text, revelation, and so forth, then um, we can know how to overcome the perceived uh, threat to our existence derived from the uh, objective world, right? Um, And 
as such, we can move from being, in the Gaudiya terminology, a Nityabhada Jiva to a Mukta Jiva. A Bada Jiva to a Mukta Jiva. So one conditioned, one who exists but seems to be limited and by the conditions put forward by material nature. Hmm? And struggles, doesn't, it resists that. The conditions of material nature, we're constantly um, resisting and trying to go beyond. Hmm? Um, and so from the sacred text we learn that the, there, there's the possibility of, of, of going beyond them and then an, an, a, a Buddha Jiva becomes a Mukta Jiva. Free from that um, influence. That's the theory. So the theory again that the Tasta Jiva can be live on one side or the other side. So fortunately, there are some in the text some examples of such people. Hmm? Examples of that we know. Well, that there's this side of it. We can reside on this side, and it's a struggle. Hmm? So Garuda comes flying in, if so to speak, uh, through the pen of Jiva Goswami to tell us, you, it's true, you can live on the other side. And I'm, the, I'm an example of that. Hmm? Uh, that, 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 that. I'm also Tatasta Jiva, and I live on this side, and I've always lived on this side, and, and, and it's possible for you to come to this side as well. So someone once asked me, what is the purpose of these Nitya Siddhas uh, uh, to the jivas, and I said, just to illustrate the point <laughs> that, it, that, it's, that it's possible. Hmm. Right? It's uh, described in the Paramatma Sandarbha that uh, very powerful, powerful Sandarbha. I think when I studied the Paramatma Sandarbha, I began to study that in, in 19, maybe 90, 94, 93, 95. I was very heavily involved in studying the Sandarbhas, and the Paramatma Sandarbha for me was like. Uh, this is a, was like self-realization, Sandarbha, but the nature of the the, the, uh, the Atma was extremely powerful, and that's followed, of course, by the Krishna Sandarbha, which was very much uh, uh, on the other side, <laughs> so to speak. The best the best possibility on the other side, all about the object of, of love, so about the Atma. In its source, the Paramatma, of course, but now the source of the Paramatma, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. At any rate, um, uh, there it's described that the that the Mahavishnu, Mahavishnu is a a an avatar, the original avatar. As we know, there are different manifestations, expansions of Bhagavan in the on the other side, so to speak, within the orbit and jurisdiction of the Sarup Shakti, there's a lot of wonderful things going on, and there are therefore there are different uh, different expressions of love, and different corresponding forms of the Godhead, who are the uh, objects of those different types of love. So there's a reason for there to be expansions of Bhagavan Sri Krishna, the fountainhead of all divinity within the spiritual world. Hmm. 
if there is to be a variety of love, then there needs to be a variety of objects of love. So there's Krishna, there's Balaram, and then Balaram and Krishna expand into, into uh, Mool Sankarshan and Vasudev for pastimes in Mathura, and then Dwarka, and so forth. And then there's an expansion for the reverential love uh, in Vaikuntha, another uh, Sankarshan, Mahasankarshan, Pradyumna, Aniruddha, Vasudev, and so forth. So amongst uh, the Chaturvila of Vaikuntha, then this Mahasankarshan avatars or crosses over into this realm, into the jurisdiction of the material nature, so to speak, and and becomes many. The one becomes many. And so there's us. So for as I'm explaining, in the spiritual world, there are different manifestations of divinity that correspond with different types of love. Hmm? So the Avatar, Mahavishnu, has to have associates of sorts as well. Hmm? So he becomes many. Now this is in a different realm, material nature, he has jurisdiction over and so forth. But um, So there are problems, and then he seeks to solve the problem, manifesting the Vedas, other avatars come, and so on. And bhakti is there. These are, of course, not events that happen in time. Hmm? So my point is that um, while the it's said that Mahasankarshan is the source of the jiv of Tatasta jiv, this 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 Shakti Mahasankarshan of Baikuntha. He has his original form in Baikuntha and his avatar form as Mahavishnu. And in the avatar form, the Tatasta jiva that are Buddha-jivas manifest within and subject to, to some extent, or apparently subject to material influence and conditions. And as Mahasankarshan in Baikuntha, he also manifests persons like Garuda, Kijai, Mahasankarshan, Kijai. For service in in that realm. Similarly, uh, Thakur Bhakti Vinod theologizing has expanded that idea, and I've only seen him write about it. But we can we can follow the the uh, scriptural and spiritual logic of it. Baladev Balaram, hmm? who is the source of the. Mool Sankarshan, who's who's the Balaram of Mathura and Dwarka, and the source of the Sankarshan in Vaikuntha of the Mahasankarshan, he expands also from himself jivas for that lila. And he says and Subal manifests jivas, and uh, Radha may have kaivyuhas, and gets complicated. Hmm? But um, so that, that I just mentioned that to, to expand upon the idea, and also to say I'm not sure whether Garuda 
is an expansion of Mahasankarshan or, or Baldev. <laughs> because uh, uh, he, he's uh, famous in Dwarka, in Goloka, hmm? which is above, which is sometimes referred to as the Mahabhaikuntha in some of the Puranas. Yeah, he's an expansion of Balaram's expansion. Mool Sankarshan is Balaram in Dwarka Natura. And then Mahasankarshan is his expansion for ba- in Vaikuntha. Hmm? So, at any rate, in the other world, then uh, there, there, is, there are examples, as I'm giving, of the one becoming many. Well, Krishna's never alone, as Prabhupada put it. Hmm? So, um, so Garuda's in that group. It's, it's not, that means to say, as some people misunderstand, that Mahasankarshan, in the form of Mahavishnu, manifests jivas, and some go up and some go down. Hmm? But, no, in his form as Mahasankarshan, in Vaikuntha he expands them, and as in his avatar form as, as Mahavishnu, he expands them. So we're back to the anadi karma concept, and there's there's no uh, God manifested, sent some there, sent some there. But for each realm, for each purpose, to correspond with each form of the Godhead and different nuances of love and necessity of sort that love, if you can call it that, um, uh, brings with it, then there are the expansion of of many. Hmm? So Garuda, a Nityasiddha Tatasta Jiva. Um, and Sanatana Goswami takes it another step, which is very charming. Hmm? And he describes uh, Garuda as an expansion of Sridham. Saka, the friend of Krishna, he is the the principal friend of Krishna amongst the Priyasakas, those whose Sakyabhav is, is is not bundled with any other rasa like Vatsalya or or or, uh, or Dasya. And um, he is quite competent, this the Sridham, in terms of the very popular uh Yudavira Rasa that mixes very nicely with um, Sakyarasa. Yudavira is a type of vira, heroic uh, rasa. There are different types. There's Dhanavir, Dhyavir, Dharmavir, Yudavir. Yudavir means, uh, vira here means like, uh, like, like heroism, like, like fighting, wrestling, let's say, hmm? as it turns out in, in the case of uh, uh, Yudavira. It's a play fighting. Yudavira means like young boys they will oftentimes fight with one another uh, for, for for fun, something like that. I don't know if girls do that so much. but uh, So this is quite common amongst uh, Krishna and his friends. And uh, it's not uncommon for Krishna to lose to Sridham hmm? who's ready to do battle with him at any time. Hmm? There's a famous story of their uh, wrestling and 
an incident in which Krishna won, excuse me, Sridham won. And so Krishna was pinned to the ground and Sridham was sitting on, t on top of him. And Krishna was arguing and saying, see, I won, I won. And Sridham was saying, what are you talking about? He said, no, my nose is pointing up and your nose is pointing down. They brought, they, the, the, the story goes that Durvas, the Rishi was present, just happened to be on the scene, and this is what, by, by Krishna's arrangement, he got this darshan, extraordinary darshan of Krishna fighting in the circle, circle of friends in Sridham and and and, 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 and Krishna in, in the middle, and Krishna pinned to the ground, his shoulders to the ground, back to the ground, Sridham sitting on top of him, and and there is the sober Durvas, and he's completely stunned by this. What what is this? What, what kind of uh, yoga <laughs> is is this? There's such uh, uh, it's a mind-boggling type of uh, intimacy with the absolute, right? And so. In the midst of the argument, while Krishna's arguing, I won, and Sri saying, No, I won. And then Krishna turned and said, Hey, there's a Rishi, let's ask him. They know, they know the truth. So then they go over and they ask him and say, well, You saw us, said, who, who won? And he just can't say anything. So Krishna starts pulling on his beard, Hey, <laughs> answer, what's wrong with you? You know? <laughs> And um, and then the whole scene disappears for for Duvas and and uh, and the argument goes on as to who won, right? But uh, it's 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 uh, there are many nice poetic uh, verses of Sridham uh, and others, but Sridham in particular, very uh, proudly um, proclaiming his superiority in battle and, and strength and so forth. In the Perlambasura Leela, the killing of Perlambasura Leela, then this this type of fighting be, is uh, this Yudhavira is showcased because uh, Krishna organizes a, a wrestling match between two teams, Balaram and, and Sakas on one team and himself and Sakas on the other. Sridham's on the side with with um, with with, um, with Balaram, and he's fighting with Krishna, and then they Balaram's side wins. They they go they decide to have the the battle if you will and they go to the great Bandirabha uh, uh, in the forest that's just marked by this famous banyan tree whose branches are so long and extended that you can cross the the Jamuna on them hmm? and so in order to the because the victors will have to carry on their shoulders uh, the losers just like. Ananda Nam carried Sumati on his shoulders in the in the, in the ocean the other day. We got a picture of that. <laughs> and so he used the banyan tree to climb up and get on the shoulders. This is the idea. So they went there, and, and of course, uh, Krishna also, in this particular instance, arranged this because Perlambasur had come, and one of the cowherds who had to stay home for certain reasons. He sneaked, snuck in his closet, took some of his clothes, and disguised himself as, as that cowherd, and went with a desire to 
um, do the bidding of Kamsa. Hmm? And uh, he, he, he wasn't sure, you know, Krishna and Balaram, they're one, right? Which one did... So, um, he was on Krishna's side, and he fought with Balaram and lost, so he had to carry Balaram, which was part of his plan. And so anyway, that's another whole story, but this Yudhavira is very prominent in, in Sakyarasa. Hmm. How did we get there? And so, Sridham then is often carried by Krishna. Hmm. This is famously the Prolumbus Urlila that illustrates this point, right? And so Sanatan Goswami reasoned that because the principal players in Krishna's Lila the Parshadas, uh, the paradigmatic figures are all like Krishna, the original, Krishna is the original form of divinity, and they are the original entourage. Hmm? So when he expands for other leelas, those devotees expand along with him, take corresponding forms. For example, Ramchandra is another human-like leela, and Balaram is there as um, Lakshman, and so forth. So uh, this it's very wonderful to sort that all out from time to time, right? Hmm? We find a big sorting of that out in Gorlila. Hmm? Right? So who, who, if this is Krishna, if Chaitanya is Krishna, they reasoned, hmm? then his, 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 this is a very fine theological point. Hmm? If Chaitanya Vishwambar Mishra is actually Krishna, as it appeared to his associates from time to time, they had these flashes. Because, Numo Mahabhadanaya, Krishna Prima Pradayate, Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namne, Gaurtrisenama. Who could give love of God? Krishna, as we know, has four qualities that even Narayan doesn't have, right? Prema Madhurya, Lila Madhurya, Venu Madhurya. Rupa Madhurya. He has sweet leelas, sweet kind of love, prem, sweet flute and sweet form. So, with regard to the prema Madhurya, this was being given out by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, how could any other avatar be giving that out? So, he must be Krishna. But if he's Krishna, then they were their spiritual acumen was such that they could understand that his associates must be here because Krishna is not without his associates. If he takes the form of, of Ram or this avatar or that, then hmm, he has associates. He has associates in Vaikuntha. Nandamarja is also there in Vaikuntha in another form, for example. Hmm? And, of course, they realized in due course that we are those associates. Can you just imagine what that... <laughs> and here we are in another Leela, a fantastic Leela, and we, we, we're, we're sadhikas. And then it fades away, and they're just sadhikas, and then they realize we're in a Leela, and this, this is who we are. <laughs> and as we said the other night at Sri Vasanga, Mahaprabhu was showing that, and you, Murari, come 
Ram, he writes on his forehead, you are Hanuman. Hmm. And this one and that one, he's revealing their swarups in Krishna Leela and other and Leelas in, in their swarups and other Leelas and so forth. Hmm. So, Krishna and Krishna's associates, Bed Abed, Achintya Bed Abed, they are the embodiments. He is Rasaraj, but he cannot be Rasaraj without the course, the, the, the perfect object of love. Rasa requires to, without the love itself. Hmm. People sometimes. Um, misunderstand and think that that the materially influenced or conditioned jivas that we were talking about earlier, the Buddha jivas, that they were previously in in Baikuntha or in, in Goloka and then they came here, they did something wrong or or something like that. Hmm. They had their, they exercised their their free will and uh, of course only Bhagavan has free will. Uh, except if you become one with him, then that means you enter into his leela, then uh, then your desires will be fulfilled because they'll only be desires to, to please him. And the Surup Shakti will facilitate and so forth. But the point I'm making here, of course, is an important point that Krishna cannot be Rasaraj. He cannot be Krishna, which etymologically, we know, means, among other things, all attractive. Hmm? Um he, yes, he's Atmaram, he takes pleasure in himself, but he's Premaram, and he, that which gives pleasure to himself internally, when expressed externally, becomes all these different associates. So the point being that Krishna, we can say he's the supreme enjoyer, we have to understand he derives his enjoyment from his devotees. He's a taster of rasa. This is our our Gaudiya kind of um, calculus, right, or calculator. What makes Krishna the supreme Bhagavan? Well, from an aesthetic point of view, we look at it. Hmm? And we say, well, he, he is a taster of rasa that that other forms of Godhead are not don't have access to. Therefore, in terms of being the supreme enjoyer, well, Krishna is obviously the best candidate, right? Orion doesn't taste Vatsalyabhav, Sakyabhav, mm -hmm, so forth, right? And in such a sweet way, it's, this is, a, this is the, the, the analysis of, of Rupa Goswami. <clears throat> but he, the point is that he can only be so because those devotees are there. So he, he's, he, him being the supreme enjoyer is dependent upon the ashraya lambana, he, the vishaya lambana, he's the object of love, have to have the vessel of love or the, the embodiment of that love. So if, 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 they, if, 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 if one of them falls, hmm, then that affects his capacity be the enjoy that means it's 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 not it's subject to um, being diminished problem and goodness if that were the case there's sure a lot of them that fell down from there I mean uh, wow 
<laughs> there's an infinite number of us down here, if so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. We all came from there. It's it's uh, uh, it's a pretty poor idea, theologically, of the supreme enjoyer. I mean, it falls apart. It totally falls apart. So, an important way of uh, understanding how he is the supreme enjoyer, hmm? right? In relation to his devotees. So, um, these, of course, for the most part, we're speaking about persons in the Leela who are really personifications of the Sarup Shakti, not, not the, not the, not the Tatasta Shakti, imbued with Sarup Shakti, but constituted of Sarup Shakti. Hmm? Um, so they're like they're part of him. They're, 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 you can look at it from one side or the other. He's their source. They're his source. Hmm? That's the one indifference, right? You, there's no meaning to teacher without student, no meaning to student without teacher. Yeah? So, so as Krishna then manifests in different leelas, then they go along with him to one extent or another in different forms and and so forth. As he's the original form of Godhead, so they are the original devotees, so to speak. So, with regard to Sridham, then Sanatana Goswami has him as Garuda in the Dwarka Leela. Of course, we've already explained, Jiva Goswami has already explained that Garuda is the, the Tathasta Jiva, and we're talking about Sridham as being it's Sarupshak, as, uh, constituted of Sarup Shakti. But anyway, we harmonize it, and by way of saying it, he merges with, with, uh, with Garuda, hmm? and tastes in that context being the carrier. So while he principally is winning the battle, the play, play fights Yudhavira, and being carried by Krishna, in in Dwarka, he becomes the carrier of Krishna. Sridham Saka Kijai. Garuda Kijai. So, a little bit about um, Garuda tonight. What's the time? 724. 724. Was that Sri Ram also Radharani's brother? Sri Ram is the older brother of Radharani. Yes. Yes. And Krishna's intellect. Also. <laughs> He's a pretty serious guy, yeah. Yes. Yes, and Rupa Rupa, Rupa Manjari, Rupa Goswami, is the uh, younger sister of Sudama, who's the son of Rishabhanu's brother, Ratnabhanu. It's a happy family. They're all closely connected. Hmm? And then the Gaudi literature, the Lila Grantas, the Goswamis, you can find the, all these figures keep coming up. They're not the only figures there. There's a whole bunch of all all kinds of manjaris for man, for other group, Gopi group leaders like Chandravali, Hurst, Padma, come, they come up sometimes because she's 
she's prominent in the Radha Krishna Leela as, as, as the principal competitor and so forth. But but the, the, the Priyanarama Sakas are meant, they're all coming from, from that side, from Vishwabhanapur, from Radharani's extended family, like Sridham, Subal, and so forth. So. All the Mandaris. And so you can see it's a particular window, right? Into the into that uh, realm. So, what else? Any questions? Yeah. Why is there so much info on on Kalia's past, but you don't find that for any of the other Well, he's quite. Uh, we'll get into that as we go forward. But he's quite different than the other demons. There's there are some very significant uh, differences. I mean, just offhand, notice he did, notice he didn't get killed like the others. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he's the brother of Balaram, as an Antasesh. Didn't think of that, huh? So, so it's, it's, it's very complicated, but... <laughs> but... Um, <clears throat> so his, his, his past is, is, is gone into and, and uh, played out. And, uh, I mean, he's... His brother is, is the great Vaishnava Garuda. <laughs> so, his wives were all devotees. So he he he's kind of like a like a like a Nita Isunda or something like that. We hope hope he'll become a devotee like like Kaliya did eventually. But needs to be chastised. Hmm? What about Agasur? Are they related at all? Agasur? No. And no, he's not an uh, he's not an Aga. He just assumed that form for for his nefarious purposes. So there's a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, Kaliya becomes a Vaishnava. So. Give it time. Fences wear off at time. Yes. I wanted to clarify one thing about the Maha Shankarshan extension of Balaram. Mool Sankarshan. Yeah. No, Mool Sankarshan is in Matura and Dwarka. Ma Sankarshan is the further expansion, the second chapter view of Vaikuntha, yeah. Yeah, he expands it. Nitya Siddha Tathasta Jeevas. Right. 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 And then, and then he further, if they, that he further expands Masankarshan from Mahavishnava Shuradaksh, Garbadaksha Vishnu Shuradaksha, the three Purushas. So, you know, you have this, this is Balaram. So Balaram is the presiding deity over the Sandini Shakti, so the existential Shakti. So the Dham, the 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 the, the sacred geography, um, if you will, for for Leela, and on the other side as well. So here, the material realm, as Mahavishnu, the creator. So so he's behind, big guy. 
he presides over the I think the the principle of ego and he's the root of the of the bhakti ego in in every devotee. Hmm? How was that verse? Bhaktabhiman mool mool So the, the bhakti abhiman, the the, the 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 sense of of I'm a devotee, the mool of that is 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 Balaram and every every devotee itself. We'll hear it in the Dinakasura Lila then after it's all over. Sukadev says, but it wasn't really a big deal anyway, what he did, because after all, the whole of existence is like a woven cloth where the cloth is woven sideways and vertical and uh, he's like that. Everything is held by him. His existence presides over, provides the, the space for everything. Jai Balaram, J.K. Jai. <laughs> Because they have the same father. Okay. So they're, they're from, I see. It's not Kashyap. Like an expansion of, of no. He's a, yeah. Yeah. He's a rel- Naga relative. Right. And all of the Nagas came from Kadru, from Kashyapa. Mm-hmm. And Garuda is then his half, half brother of Kali and all the Nagas because his. His mother is the sister of Kadru, and they had the same husband. So how does that relate then to, to uh, Anantadev, who's like an expansion of all of, like, he, you know, you don't think of him as coming from Kashyapa. Yeah, yeah, there's a relative perspective, and there's an absolute perspective. So things unfold in a particular way, mm-hmm. have a certain appearance, but then there's a background to them. Like Vishnu mm-hmm. is always lying on Anantadev. Yes, he is. I read a nice uh, uh, Champak Lata speaking in the Don Kali Lila, Don Kali Komari of uh, Rupa Goswami, where the gopis are coming to bring ghee to a sacrifice at Gobindukund, and they have to cross over Govardhan, and then Krishna stops them with his friends and makes them pay a tax, right? And uh, so there's some glorification of of um, of Govardhan, the gopis marveling at, at Govardhan, who has many peaks. You know, he's just a, he's a mountain that goes like this, and so there are many, many peaks along the way. So she turns and says, see, this is just like, this is a superior form of Anantasesh with so many heads, right? On whom, Anantasesh, Vishnu lies and plays, and whereas... Uh, Giriraj, then he provides a playground for Krishna mm-hmm. Hmm? and all of his friends. So she's compared Giriraj to, to Balram. Hmm. <laughs> He's worshipped her like that also, right? Krishna and Balram, stones from, from Govardhan. But uh, Ananta is only the, 
you know, the the the, the brother of Kaliya because he's a Naga. So they're all related to Nagas. They have some affinity. Of course, there's more to it than that. I don't want to should step ahead, but Balaram also, all of the gopis that he married, they come from the Naga sector. <laughs> According to, I think, uh, Garga, Garga Sanhita, maybe. Yeah. Right. Important. Yeah. yeah. The snake is a big thing in Hinduism and, and a lot of also other um, pre-history type uh, religions or whatever peoples. There's some... Uh, mystery about the snake and of course the the king of snakes is the is probably the cobra right? prominent in India it's very prominent in, in Hinduism in a positive way Kali is kind of out of character comparatively all right, well, we'll continue the narrative tomorrow. Si Krantara Ashrim Bhagavatam Kijai. Go, Premanandi, Ari, Ari, Go.